0: Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful Podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta who said, Do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way. But do it. Hello, my friends. I have an announcement for you about this podcast. That's right. Not something else. Not somebody else's stuff. Actually, right here. No, you're listening. You're a Do Something Beautiful podcast listener. Love you. Thank you. Love meeting you all out in the public when I'm out there speaking and everything. And you guys come up to me and say that you listen. You tell me about your favorite episode. I love it. I really, really enjoy it. So I have an announcement about the podcast. All right. I have done something with this podcast that it is its it was a leap of faith for me, and it made me a little nervous. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not just saying this because I was like, uh, I'm not sure. But here's the thing. I slapped that crap out of my face, out of my mind, because you know what? I believe in this podcast. I love it. I love doing it. I started this back in 2017. It's 2019 now. I've been doing it two years, and I love, love doing it. But here's the thing. There's always a little part of me that always wants to, like, give more and give better. It's kind of like the tenets of my life. Like, give more, Leah. Give better. How can I do this with this podcast? So I realized this is what, how I think I can make this podcast better. I want to make this podcast better by offering video long-form podcasts for special guests. I want to do that. I want to upgrade my equipment. I want to create a better environment for us to really dive deep into showcasing the beauty of humanity. Now, video long-form podcast. if you're not familiar with that term or what that really means, I want to sit down with some special guests and I want to I want to have it videotaped, obviously, but I want to create a conversation between us so that you're not just listening to it. And of course, it would still be available through just the audio file. But I want to create another way that we can touch upon humanity and see the good. So I want to create these video long form podcasts where we can, I can bring someone in I can fly them in for whatever it might be, and we can sit down face-to-face and have a conversation. And I'm sure as you know, if you've ever wanted to have a heart-to-heart conversation, the best way to do that, if it's possible, is face-to-face, right? And I mean, as you know, you probably have figured this out because you listened long, long enough to this podcast. I love getting at the heart of things, and I like asking hard questions. So I want to do that with my guest face-to-face. So to do this, I need your help. Podcast is. You may or may not know, they take an exorbitant amount of my time. And that's just the truth. And my financial resources to do this for the money that it takes to actually record them, edit them, get them just right, put them up, host everything. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but it actually takes a lot more time and money than you think when you want to do it right. And we're not into crappy equipment and quality. We have had a few quality issues lately with my mics. We're working to fix that right now. But I want to have the ability to do these video podcasts that were really. I think by doing these video long form podcasts and just upgrading the entire podcast equipment that I have will really add a new and better feature to these interviews. And we can go deeper and get more personal. To do that, I need your help. I want you to become a patron of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I'm sure, as you know, from the long time ago, thousands of years ago, even up until current time right now. Many people would patronize the creatives, the artists of the world. They would give money to the Leonardo's and the Michelangelo's, right? Because they believed that if they supported them so that they could do their art, they too were adding beauty to the world. They might not be able to put that chisel to the stone, but they were still able to add beauty because they were supporting the artists who did that. And I am am no Michelangelo or Leonardo. I would never say that. But I do believe that what we're doing here, I do believe what we're doing here is adding beauty to the world. And that is why I slapped that fear out of my mind. Because I thought, no, I am going to do this. Because I think that what we're doing is good. I believe in it. I believe that it helps people come to a deeper love of Christ. That it helps people understand that there is good in the world. That people are good. And that is why I'm asking for your support. So I've created a Patreon page, patreon.com slash You can go and you can support me. You can become a patron of the Do Something Beautiful podcast and support me on a monthly basis. If anything, you just need to go to the website to check it out because I actually received an email from one of the Patreon executives saying, we just reviewed your page. Your tears are fantastic. Some of the best we've ever seen. I have the email to prove it it was so great. So as you know, I have a love affair for the TV show, The Office. So my tiers are based on characters of The Office. And they're just so fantastically funny. I still love going to my own Patreon page to laugh at this. So go to patreon.com slash Check out the tiers, find out which one would work for you. And if you're able to please become a patron of this podcast. There's a lot of fun things that I give you. A lot of wonderful things for supporting me i i I have some things that i'll mail you that i'll send you that i'll give you if you give a little bit more i have some exclusive podcast content that you will receive that will not be available to the public at all so there is a really neat place for us as a community for do something beautiful to go to post to have a community around this particular little group of the do something beautiful podcast here So go ahead, check it out, patreon.com slash Leodaro. That's what I'm doing. That's the big announcement with the podcast of what we're doing with this thing. We want to grow it. We want to give better. We want to give more. And I believe that Patreon will be able to help us do that. By having your support every single month, we'll be able to upgrade our equipment. We'll be able to move to the video long form podcast that I think will really benefit us long term and, and many, many people to be able to dive deeper into conversation and get at the heart of the matter. And they'll be able to, to be a part of this together, right? It's not just me doing it, but we are doing it. We are doing something beautiful for God. So thank you so much for your continued listening support. I really appreciate that. If you'd like to become a part of the Do Something Beautiful team and support me every single month, then go to patreon.com slash and become a patron of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome to something beautiful. I think that should be the intro song. Wow. Maybe you should
1: record that for me. Yeah, I can. I mean, we can do it later.
0: We could, or you could do it right now. How do you start your podcast? Are we starting? Are we already recording? Fantastic. Hey, everybody. What up? Hi. It's me, Leah. Leah Dara with the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I have with me, Father Nathan.
1: Hello. Welcome.
0: That was fantastic. I don't know what else to say. You don't know what else to well, say. I, you have a podcast of your own and you talk constantly and you That's don't true. know what else to say. I don't buy it. Yeah. I'm, just
1: don't buy it. I'm kind of reverting back to eighth grade where I just don't know what to talk about.
0: Uh, I'm with a girl. Exactly. And you're like, uh, girl. Hey, hey. Hey, hello. Okay. You know what? Let's just start with this. That's okay. why I
1: ask how you start your podcast. Normally it's like, you know, we just work into it. A little banter. Who
0: I you? listen. As I know her? your podcast. I know she your does. podcast. Well, all right. So don't think I don't know what you do. Y'all banter forever. True. And then you finally get to maybe a topic and then you go back to bantering. And then you tell yourself that you're really talking about the topic, but you're not talking about the topic. You're just going back to banter. And then you go back to the topic a little bit. Then you go super deep. It's like holy crap, they're talking about something. That's like true. I need to. I think I need to pull over. Okay. Then you hit this amazing point, and then you go back to banter, and then the and little wrap up, and then the guitar. And then it's over. Yeah, it feels a little like deliverance at the end. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you may want to adjust that just for the you know listeners That's who true. actually know that movie. Yep. Who might be bothered slightly, but other than that, I think it's fantastic. Anyways, okay, so you are one of the hosts of Catholic Stuff You Should Know podcast. true. Fantastic podcast, by Thank the way. You. Appreciate And it. you have your buddies here with you.
1: Yep. Father John and Father Michael are staring at me right now. They have not been invited on the podcast, but they did this get is, inside the fishbowl.
0: This is the equivalent of when a girl goes to a bathroom and brings her friends. Father Nathan <laughs> has come to the Do Something Beautiful podcast, and he's brought his buddies. Pretty much. <laughs> I just love it. So like, I feel like, okay, here's the thing. This is what I want to talk about with you. Here we go. We're going deep. We are going to go deep because I don't mess around. All right. Here's the thing. I have been wanting to interview you for a while. You intrigue me. Go on. Yes, I will.
1: I'm. Yep. Yeah, okay.
0: Beyond your hair. The nice mullet that you've chosen to sport for some Thank time you. now. Yeah, I do like that. It's in the final stages. I think stages. it's a bold move.
1: This is where the butterfly emerges from the cocoon, the mm-hmm. chrysalis. And then begins its flight and then eventually dies. I, so. I'm
0: I'm so impressed that you said chrysalis. Thank you. Because I do know that term. I have a book about oh, it. A work day I, calendar. That I that I read to my children. Oh, yeah. The stages of a butterfly. Oh, awesome. Yes. And I tell my children the chrysalis stage, and my husband's like, just call it cocoon.
1: I read the same book to Father Michael.
0: I you do at night before <laughs> he goes to bed. That's right. Is that part of like the rules with the companions? Uh-huh. Like Bedtime stories.
1: Yeah. Soft kitty, pretty kitty, little ball of fur. furs. Usually, you know, Tuesday nights. And, right. And right. Shell Silverstein on Thursdays.
0: So. Ah, Shell. Look at Isn't you. Great. Fantastic. How old are you?
1: 35.
0: 35. OK, very good. Very good. I, I'm 39. No way. I am. Totally. This is my year, father. This year, this June, I turned the big four zero. Super excited. Wow. Totally pumped. I'm actually really, really excited to turn 40. Most people are like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I cannot wait. To be like, this is 40. I am so excited. You're gonna own it. it. I'm gonna own it. I cannot wait. And frankly, I didn't think I'd make it this far. So I'm pretty excited that I'm actually alive. And I'm I'm I am i am i am totally legit about that. I really didn't even think I'd be alive.
1: So Y2K was a scary time for a lot of people.
0: It so. was. I think people really freaked out about the whole like computer thing. Can computers handle yeah. this number change? True. What would we do? We all go back to zero, 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 zero.
1: You didn't think you were gonna make it to 40. No. That's what your talk was about last night.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide. It was awesome. Thank you.
1: I've heard great things.
0: Good. I'm happy about that. Let's talk about you, though. Okay. Okay, here okay so here's the thing. Intriguing. I want to hear this. I do. But you intrigued me. One. Now, the one that really got me to have you on the podcast was this fabulous photo that you posted of you. Yes. In your hair glory. Yes. With a a very distinct 80s jacket. Oh, yeah.
1: The glamour shots. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you familiar with glamour shots?
1: You know my mom. Or do
0: you, are you saying it because you know somebody who knows glamour shots? No,
1: I have one sister. Okay. And her how niece, old is she? She is 33. Okay. 33. Ashley. I don't know if she listens, but uh, what's up? My only sister.
0: Do you have any brothers?
1: Oh yeah. Three brothers, three brothers, one sister. Okay. So, so she was the pinnacle of creation in our family. Of course she did. Nothing wrong. She got everything. She got her own phone, her own TV, her own bathroom. What is that?
0: She got her own house. Yeah. The wing.
1: Yeah. No, she had to share the bathroom with my parents, but you know, all the, guys, all the guys like went into the basement like trolls. So anyways, I was like, Oh, my sister glamour shots. So they yeah. did like the, the frosted look. You know, what I'm talking about the smoke powder. She was like probably like 10 years old and she looked like a 40 year old hag.
0: A you know, hag or just a 40-year-old like me? No. Because let us I'd, I'd like to talk about no, that. No, but like, That's you know what I'm case.
1: talking about? Whenever they do glamour shots, like you get done up like you're Miss Kitty from, you know, Gunsmoke or something.
0: Gunsmoke is a stretch. Okay. Let's be honest. I'm okay being dramatic, but let's get it to the right show. Glamour shots. How about like Love Boat?
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So then I wanted to take dude glamour shots.
0: Dude glamour dude shots. Dude glamour shots,
1: which means you have a crazy haircut. You rent a sweet costume and you get in ridiculous poses and make everybody laugh. So <laughs> okay.
0: I was all down for it. I love this. I love this. I have a brother. I have three, one of which is very strange. His name's Matthew. I have no problem saying. He is. Yep. Absolutely. It to happen with us. Is that you? Is that yeah. you too? Hello, Matthew. Okay. All right. So Matthew's the strange one. Weird sense of humor. He's fantastic. For his senior pictures in high school, yeah. he actually wanted to make the photographer uncomfortable. Okay. That was his goal. Yeah. So he took these glamour shot photos Perfect. of him in high school. One of which he has his shirt off, and he's in this weird, like tiger pose with a jacket around. His. Yes, <laughs> he was shirtless. This is not a buff dude.
1: I asked the he was, guy like J-C-
0: scrawny and everything. Yeah. It was disturbing.
1: I asked the guy at J.C. Penney's if he wanted me to lose the shirt, but he he wasn't really into that. Did
0: so. you take these at J.C. Penney? Oh yeah,
1: I had to book. A, I did to book an appointment.
0: No, and they you said, actually. Went Went someplace oh, and, yeah. and got pictures. And I thought this might have been no. a friend's house and had, a friend's camera. I had to
1: walk through a JCPenney with <laughs> two outfits cat, and a mascot cat head and be like, where is the Glamour Studio? And they were like, uh,
0: Glamour Studio? Who calls it that? I don't
1: know what it's called. <laughs> I wanted to feel pretty for a moment. Pretty. Can I tell you a quick story? So my senior pictures, everybody got their... Like, are you from a small town? Yes. Did everybody get their pictures taken at like the place? Or was there like multiple places, but there was one that was better than everybody else?
0: Definitely, Olin Mills, yes. Oklahoma, Norman, okay. Oklahoma.
1: Exactly. So ours was Dr. Roberts, and my brother went to my brother went to the Olin Mills or whatever it was called. And I what said, town is this? This is Mount Zion, Illinois, small town. Okay, America, one subway. We're advancing in the world. There you go. Um, so I was like really vain. I mean, this has changed, but I was very vain back in the day. And I said to myself, I have to get my pictures taken at DR Roberts. So, but I didn't want to just the same look as everybody else because DR Roberts had like the photo booth in the mall, like where you could see everybody's portraits. So I went to Scoville Zoo and my dream was to get my senior photo taken with me with my head inside of (laughs) the lion's mouth at Scoville Zoo because the lion's mouth is the drinking fountain. And I was like, that would be a sweet shot. It would just me with my, you know, head resting on my hand, you know, for the senior pictures. And I did it and it looked totally lame. And the picture I ended up going with was me in front of the train. They have like a miniature train, but I'm doing like the serious <laughs> pose. Like, what is that face? You know what I'm talking about? Where you just... Have it's to the
0: equivalent for... of like the duck face for girls now. You know what I'm talking about? No, that's not the duck face. Can you model it for it's me? It's like when they like push their lips. for, And I don't know why it's the duck face necessary. I guess it kind of looks like the duck of a bill because it's like curvy. Sure. But let me tell you something right now. Here we go. No one looks good in the duck face. Stop doing the duck yeah. face. It's ridiculous. Everyone looks everyone, It's like this. No, I get it if it's like an attitude pose, if someone's doing something like, but people pose for the duck face. True. I don't get it. So that's not what you were doing. You were doing a super serious pose. Yeah.
1: in the other one. And then I took some serious poses for the uh, JCPenney glamour shots in Westminster for this last one. So the bullets at its final stage. I have been pushing off people for over two and a half years because they're like, when are you going to cut it? When are you going to cut it? When are you going to cut it?
0: It's now become an issue. I yeah. think your hair needs its own Instagram account.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Or maybe there's a, it should be an Instagram account for all of your glamour shots. And then throughout the years, as you change those styles, we can just collect them in one place.
1: I will actually allow Andrea Polito, who's currently, she owns the rights to the Google Drive right now because I don't have my phone or whatever. So I will have her personally send you one that you can post on your account that is not on Catholic stuff.
0: I would really appreciate that. Okay. So what intrigued me in the beginning of this conversation was the fact that you took this picture, right? And okay. I just thought, I like this person. Okay. I like this I person like, a lot. I like that. And I feel like I can connect to different weird people.
1: Thank you. And I love that that as a beautiful person, you can condescend to
0: me. I do it with the utmost respect. I believe that. I do. Okay. Total sincere. But I like it because I'm people who get to know me. Father Michael in the corner over here knows I'm not, you know, I'm a little different. I'm a little odd at times. And so, but I do. And I have an odd sense of humor as well. And I really, really like your humor on the podcast. But when you did the post of you and the mullet and the jacket, I just thought, so here's my thing. Do you, well, are you mocking the 80s in that photo or do you actually like that fashion and you want to wear it? Tell me about the fashion in that within you. Here's the... I want to know your heart.
1: Here's the deal. About I, that fashion. I love the 80s. I love it. The yeah. 90s were a dark time. Okay? For you or for fashion? I think everyone. I think the 90s, mm-hmm. we were trying to grasp something of the 80s, but we weren't there. And so... And so
0: we went grunge.
1: Yeah. It was like we were trying dark. to reject all of it, but there was something fun about the 80s. Like right now, my favorite one is... Oh, rats. What's the name of it? Don't You Want Me, Baby? You know what I'm talking about? I absolutely do. That song, it Don't just you want that's the runway it. song. Yeah, that's that's my runway song. But I'm saying like there's something about that song that captivates.
0: And then it went from the 90s to I'm too sexy.
1: Kind of. Yeah.
0: And then that was the runway song for the 90s. And the boy band theme, mm. you know,
1: so like there was something about the 80s that was super fun, super colorful, super unique. But then we didn't have that. So if you notice now, everybody's trying to get back to the 80s, like right. everything's going retro. And when the time came, the reason why I grew up my mullet is at St. Francis Cabrini, there were two guys that were on a lacrosse team and they were trying to grow their mullets out. So then I got in the competition too. They cut, one of them cut their hair. The other one's still going, but it's a lot of fun. You get a lot of looks and it's like, there's this, this paradigm that you don't fit that the eighties loved being punk. They loved being outside of them. Everybody else was in suits. Wall Street, drinking tab. Cindy
0: Lauper. T- I'm with you. Yeah.
1: And we're just, we just want to have fun.
0: Girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. Okay. All right. So I want to know what makes you tick. Because here here's here's the thing. We are going deep. Here's the thing. I think we could be best friends.
1: It could happen. When are we going on our next pilgrimage? What's the next pilgrimage?
0: I don't know. But I am being like 10,000 times serious. I think that you need me as your friend.
1: Let's do it. And I
0: think I need you as my friend. And I think I think we could be best friends. Besties. Hey there ladies. This one is for you. This podcast is sponsored by Lux University, a first of its kind online coaching and training program designed specifically for Catholic women run by Catholic women. You heard it here first. So have you ever Googled a faith question online and only to wonder exactly who's answering that question? Is it some rando in a basement who's boarding on the line of a heretic? Or maybe you just want to go deeper in your faith, but you don't want to spend the tens of thousands of dollars on a graduate degree in theology. Or maybe you've just wondered, where are all the other Catholic women that I can connect with and ask the sincere, honest, hard questions? without the experience of online trolls? Well, over the past 11 years, I have heard these questions and more from women just like you. And now I have created a space where we can truly connect, learn, grow, and deepen our relationship with Christ Jesus. This, my friends, is LuxU, and it was made for you. I would love to walk with you in your faith journey inside the LuxU program click on the link in the show notes or visit my website, Leadaro.com, to learn more and join the LuxU community. Registration only opens up twice a year. So make sure you get in there, find out more and join us inside LuxU. Let me tell you something. Ricky, my husband, love him, love him, love him. Ricky's great. I have a funny story to tell you about him. Please. I will, I will. will. But let me tell you something. Ricky was like, what are you going to talk about with Father Nathan? Like, what is your topic? And I go, oh, I'm just going to try to make him my best friend. He's like, Leah. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. I do. I think there's something there that we could be really good friends. You know, those people, maybe it's a celebrity, maybe, maybe, I don't know, somebody that you know, somebody that you know, somebody you're like, I think we'd be really good friends. Yeah. I know a few celebrities. I know of them. And I'm like, we would be tight.
1: Who would be the one person that you're like? if we could be friends, it'd be cool. Like, I mean, in, in the like star world, in
0: the star world, I think I would really love to be good friends with JLo and Leah Remini. They're really good friends and right. I love their sense of humor. They're, they're a little bit different. And I think I'd be a good, like middle, middle person in between Leah Remini's like super harsh and super crazy. And East just Coast, right. And right. Crazy. And JLo's got the flair and the love and the compassion and the passion and everything about her. I think I could kind of like get into like, Hey guys, what's going on? I'd be like the weird goofy one. Like, Oh God, she's coming, but we'd love her. Is J. Lo Catholic? Yes. Well, raised well, as such. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about now. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about where she practices right now. I'm not where she's. I don't know where she's at in her journey of with Christ.
1: If I had a time machine, I would go back and, and become friends with Chris Farley.
0: Oh, <gasps> Oh yeah. My favorite. Seriously. My favorite.
1: Do you remember channel one news? Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you have that? Did you grow up in Oklahoma? Uh-huh. In our, before our lunch hour, after our lunch hour, we had to watch this thing in high school. Does anybody remember? Channel yes. One? Oh my gosh. You're bringing
0: yeah. something back that I cannot believe I remember. Channel
1: One News. Yes. Was, that's where the story broke that yes. Chris Farley died. Because yes. before the Twitter or whatever else. Yes. And I was in math class tearing up.
0: No. True story. My entire family went immediately to the church and lit a candle for him. Wow hmm. We that, that's how much you just we grew in my book. We love Chris Farley. I
1: had mass set for him this year.
0: Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I love you, him.
1: His he wrote a great or no, He didn't write it. His brothers wrote a great biography on him. It's called The Chris Farley Show. And it's a wonderful story of addiction, mental illness and stardom and mm-hmm. just the way in which they kind of show like what was driving him. I was like, man, I would have loved to be close to that guy.
0: I know. I know. It's so heartbreaking. Did you see Adam Sandler's recent, he has a comedy series or two or whatever on Netflix. And one of his pieces that he does, he ends with a song that he wrote about Chris Farley. Have you seen that? No. It's good. Right. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, I mean, to me, it's like, what makes me tick? Like, the joy of laughter to me has been my trump card that i've played since i was probably so
0: let me grade. ask you this do you and a lot of times people do this chris farley did this as well a lot of his insecurities he kept bottled up and he uses insecurities for humor because it did get it did get laughs and i think he probably it probably fed into some type of validation within him yeah, because those insecurities were never dealt with is that where you're at? I mean, do you, do you always go
1: this deep on the podcast? How did she just diagnose me? This is, really I just think
0: I, this is what best friends do. Oh yeah. Father. Okay. So like, let just, you know what, just give into it. Yeah. No, I should just be best friends Like
1: to me. Like the opportunity to make people laugh is so that they see something that I'm putting out instead of what actually is there. Right. Because what's actually there is intimidating, not only to me, but possibly to them. And so, I've learned to use humor as opposed to be humor. There's a difference that there's right. a difference in allowing people to laugh at you than to making people laugh mm-hmm. because at first you're just being goofy so that they don't actually see you. And at some point you're actually adding something to the conversation, to the discourse, instead of just directing all the attention back. To
0: and then there's, I think there's also another element of appropriate self deprecating humor Yeah, where we can look at ourselves and we can see our own flaws Right. Because that's funny. And a lot of times it might not just be funny, but what's not funny. haha. But the fact that we bring it up into the light and say, oh, yeah, this is about me. It kind of makes you nervous so you do laugh because you're like, I guess that's me, too.
1: I can't believe that somebody actually said exactly what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. And right. That's that's the joy of humor is that you're able to realize something in them that is a shared experience.
0: OK, so who do you look to today for humor for you? or is humor just something for you that you want to give out does does humor feed you the way that you think it's feeding others father
1: john father john knows this well i it's very rare for someone to make me laugh and i i think that's actually a vice because i'm usually thinking about what they said as like wow that was really smart and how did they do that and what was the formula that they used to create that as opposed to enjoying it like I'm processing what they're saying as somebody who's also creating humor and mm-hmm. kind of looking at like, oh, wow, that was a great stage production or whatever. But Father John knows when somebody actually makes me laugh, I'm like, you just go on the big board. Yeah. Because, and there's a guy of late, I don't even know what his name is, but he does this comedy bit about the doorbell. Have you heard this
0: guy? Mm-hmm.
1: No. Oh man. Sebastian. Does anybody know this guy? Sebastian Sebastian manis calco yeah he does a bit about the doorbell it's a
0: glazed look on everyone's face no one yeah no one knows it's all ladies so i really don't don't have
1: good humor for them so
0: they're adorable though they can't hear us someone's saying they can't hear us really and they need to turn up the volume
1: oh pump up the jam they can hear me they
0: can't hear nathan father nathan she can't hear you can you hear me yeah leah's good they can't
1: even hear me here we go. Oh,
0: they can hear What them. up, ladies? Hey yo. Look, no, these can't. are these are dedicated women. They've been sitting here.
1: No, oh, they can hear you, not me.
0: But they Which but, was nice. All right. Let's just move on. I I might not be able to recover from that one. Okay, Sebastian
1: Manacalco, he does a he does a great doorbell bit. But for me, like if somebody can make me laugh, like they've gotten behind the fortress walls. And so you, okay, I oh, love I gonna it. Stop you.
0: Do you think you're just saying that, even though it's true, but do you think you're also saying that as like See, nobody can make me laugh. If you want to be my best friend, you got to do this. You feel like you're 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 putting something up like that. Like this is where you got to be like because it kind of feels like that. I kind of feel like now I have to like perform something no, to no, really no, no, make no. you laugh to be your best friend. because That's I really think that you need enough. me as your best friend.
1: Oh, no. no. What I'm saying is I'm thinking of it as somebody who's also producing art. Right. And I'm looking at them and I'm just like, wow, that was really. And I'm I'm more like reflecting on what they said as okay. opposed to enjoying it. So if somebody can just make me laugh, I'm actually in that moment with them and I'm enjoying it instead of like,
0: so is processing. it really the person making you laugh or is it you letting go and listening and, yeah, the, and being present? That's the, to joy, humor.
1: that's the joy of laughter is it is the release. Yeah, that's the joy of it. So anyways, I'm uh,
0: so what's your personality type? What do you think your personality type would be? Are you I don't think necessarily you're a choleric or something?
1: No. I don't get anything. I don't done.
0: think I would. I don't what are you? I don't think so. I don't think you would get much done. I bet you got people in your life, though, that gets to help you get stuff done.
1: <laughs> yep, I do. I mean,
0: seriously. like yeah, I, I bet, Absolutely. You know, I bet, like organization. I don't I don't think you go into like the container store being like, this is awesome. Nope. Yeah.
1: It's terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. agree. I'm overwhelmed by it.
1: California closets or whatever. I'm like you people. I, I don't know what. you. Oh, do, no.
0: Hold on, okay, I should I should correct something. Are you sure you don't love that stuff?
1: The organization?
0: Yeah. No, no no no. Not 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 but the idea of it.
1: I like an ordered kitchen. I love an ordered kitchen. The guys can attest that. I like a clean, ordered kitchen. But like my living space just you know, it's like chaos. Okay. What are you?
0: Oh, you haven't you you haven't even answered you.
1: Well, okay,
0: okay. Look, I got no problem talking about me. Hang on. Let's go with you. Hang on.
1: So um I am technically a sanguine melancholic.
0: Yeah. I think I, I was going to actually guess that. I know it. that's probably crappy to say after you actually already say it. But how does that work out? Yeah, it seems like, huh?
1: Yeah, it, it, it is kind of an anomaly. People who are sanguine feel things really intensely and then they let them go. Yeah. Melancholics feel things...
0: Intensely uh, and they keep them. Yeah. And they, they bury them deep. Right. And they hold on to them and they remember them.
1: Yeah, they, yeah they're reflecting on it long after. Right. right. So depending on the event, I can... I can adapt. But especially with persons yeah. like and emotions, I usually tend to reflect on it. That. That's actually a middle children's syndrome. They're always balancing between the two kind of spheres. So yeah, I mean, some people say that's impossible to be a sanguine melancholic, but I am.
0: Do you think like what happened in your childhood that you think helped form this moment of your life? Yeah. I mean, the, seriously, I mean, like I true, I think that yeah, the, If family order plays a role, then the family experiences around those roles also impact that.
1: Right. So the def- I would say one of the defining moments, if not the defining moment, was my mom left our family when I was two and a half years old. Mm-hmm. So my dad had three kids and my mom came from a family who was also divorced. And she had been changing diapers for a, probably over 25 years because she raised her siblings when her parents got a divorce. And then she had three kids of her own and she was like, I can't do this. And so her and my dad split. And so I spent my earliest years with just my dad. And mm. that to me, like it really created in me this self reflection because I think that, and I correct me if I'm wrong, women are the ones that aid men, children, others in processing their emotions.
0: Yes, I would say that that would generally be the case. And for me,
1: like I will, I didn't have that for a number of years. Thanks be to God. My dad, he had his marriage annulled and then eventually found this wonderful woman who became his best friend. They've been married for 20, 28 years, I think 28 years. And she's my stepmom, but she's like a mom to me. So I have mom, mom, who's my birth mom and I still see her. And then my mom, who's my stepmom. So it's kind of confusing, but you have mom, mom and mom, but it took a number of years for me to trust her. With my emotions, I'd come home. Your, your, my your, real mom or my stepmom. Your stepmom. So she, I'd come home from school and she'd be like, How was your day? And I'd be like, Fine. But then I'd go to my room and just be like, What the heck? Lindsay Austin won't talk to me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like everybody else has umbro shorts. And I'm like reflecting on all these things. And eventually she became the one that I could process with, but it took a long time. Took a long time. So that would be That's it. pretty defining. It is, but it doesn't, I mean, grace builds on nature. Right. And just because something like that happened to you doesn't mean that God can't come in and assist, but it's not like he wants to just make you whole. You will have wounds. You will have wounds from those sins, from those events, from those difficulties, from those traumas. But the more you allow Christ in there, the more it can be transformed. And, but for a long time being a child from a divorced family, I might as well just had like a huge like dunce hat on and just be like totally lame, you're broken, and then eventually you're like it's not that other people are divorced and you're not that creepy, it's that you know god's been working with difficult family situations for centuries. Mm-hmm. So, I was saying something about it once and my director said, you know St. Martin de Porres came from a divorced family. So stop complaining like
0: Right, like sadly. That's not
1: that's not that's the evolved. reason why, you're, exactly.
0: Right. I'm so happy you you brought that up. I think that's obviously, as you know, very important and what a lot of people today deal with. When you were talking about how Christ doesn't want to just make us whole, you know, but like that we have to realize that those wounds are still, that they, they still exist. They, it happened. It doesn't, yeah. you can't erase, right. you know, the past. Reminds me of like when Jesus came back and he showed his apostles the wounds, like they were still there. Yeah. Right. And did they still,
1: this is what Father Mason Fraley asked me once. He said, do the wounds still cause pain? Mm. That's an interesting question. In the resurrection, we would say there is no more pain. You know, there is no more sadness. It's all joy. Why does Jesus still have his wounds? Like, what exactly do they communicate? Is it simply the memory of that? Is it simply the reality of that? And in our own life, when we are in Christ, when we are glorified with him and we are transformed in grace, What do our wounds actually continue to do? I think they continue to sanctify others precisely because they still cause some sadness in us. Right. I mean, the wounds of the sacred heart, according to Saint Margaret Mary, when Jesus appeared before her, one of the things that was communicated to her was, behold this heart, which has so loved men and been loved by so So few." few.
0: Yeah. I, Does that not yeah. cause Jesus pain? Right, and I, I think too, it's like how you define your terms, right? So sometimes we think pain is like physical, ouch. But the, I think of moments in my life, in my past, that are still painful because of the memory, the memory of me and my own sins and my own mistakes that I've made, or that some of what others have done to me. That's still painful to my heart. Yeah, you know. So I don't have a physical pain anymore from that experience, yeah. but there's an attachment to it. It's kind of like if you smell something when you're sick oh. and then you smell that same smell later when you're well, and it still will make you sick.
1: Yep. Because right? that pizza sen- rolls.
0: <laughs> really? Is that it for Totino's you? Totino's
1: pizza rolls. I oh, cannot smell gosh. those to this day without gag. For
0: me, it's Elizabeth Arden's perfume, sunflower. Disgusting. Oh, oh God. I smelled it when I had the flu. My mom took me when I had like the, when I had the flu into the mall. I don't know why she did that. That was a terrible decision.
1: <laughs> and the lady's like, Would you like to try Elizabeth Arden?
0: (laughs) And I was like, and so I go through like the cosmetic aisle, the beauty aisle, and they're like spraying perfumes and this sunflower. And I'm like, and then I just got so sick and was vomiting everywhere. And now to this day, if I smell this perfume, I'm like
1: in the perfume aisle, you you like gagged?
0: Totally lost it. Oh,
1: wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 I puked a lot as a kid. Yeah, that's not really a part of this moment. But can I just can I
1: just you know like I'm just going to write this down just so we can preserve it. My memory, like smell memory, that makes me gag is Totino's pizza rolls, and yours is Elizabeth Arden sunflower perfume. That actually describes our personalities very I think, well.
0: I think it does yeah. because here's the thing: as you mentioned, as we talk about you know moments of your life that have helped shape your personality yeah. and the sanguine melancholic combination that you have, you are. You absolutely are. You you kind of have this sense about you where you're like really outgoing, but the melancholic in you to me kind of like it's like where you like need to pull in. And it's you terrifying. Like need terrifying. It is. You're like, no, I don't want to be around anybody. I need I need time to process. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. But it, that's how it comes off.
1: Oh, last night, last night, Father John can attest. After I met a lot of people, it was super fun meeting a lot of people here yesterday. But I had to sit in front of a pork tenderloin sandwich and just be like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. okay. I'm okay. I'm gonna eat this food and it's gonna be fun. Well, because we hadn't eaten since. Uh, 11 a.m. Denver time.
0: Well, that's more than I ate yesterday if it makes you feel any better. It was nuts. It was a great... I shared a bagel a with a trash
1: can. Anyways. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I do, but I can't remember.
1: I think it's called Boys Will Be Girls or Girls Will Be Boys. Boys Will Be Girls. Is that the movie? Harvard's, no, Harvard Sailing Team. What'd you have for dinner? Oh, I had, I had an ice cube. I digested a huge gust of wind. <laughs> so...
0: Okay. So... I lost my train of thought. Transformative
1: moments, memories.
0: Memories. uh, What were we talking about? Wounds. Yeah, that's good. Do your wounds
1: still create pain?
0: Do your wounds still create pain? So I'm wondering for you do joyful people annoy you? Like super happy people? Father Michael? He is. He's like a he's like a childlike joyful. He
1: is, and it's so frustrating because you want to be mad at him, but he's like
0: he's like hey guys, what's going on? Exactly. (laughs) I know. And talk of I mean we we shouldn't talk about Father Michael. He's in the room and he can't talk. Agreed. But
1: but we can glare at him. We can
0: glare at him over there. This feels like
1: this feels like sixth grade lunch table. Father Michael over there. Father Michael.
0: Oh look, there's Ricky. Hey. hey, Ricky. Hey, Violet. Hey, Ambrose. Hey, Agnes. How you doing? That's my family. Man
1: of my life. Man of my dreams. There he is. That's Ricky. That's actually his middle name. Ricky, man of
0: my Ricky, dreams. Ricky, man of my dreams. Ricky over here, I'm going to totally embarrass you. So if you want to go ahead and walk away, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm talking about you right now and it's he's happening. Gonna, he's
1: going to throw punch happening. me later, but this is going to be In awesome. In his
0: mind, I guarantee you, he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to look at you, but this is what it is. My husband over here. Ricky is a U.S. Army Green Beret, and yet this man could not figure out how to put that stroller together this morning, and I love him. He can take out a village, but he can't take down the stroller, and I love you for That's right. that, Ricky. You are amazing. You need each other. We do that. need each other. Oh, I tell you something. I would not make it without Ricky. My gosh. He he likes it when I say that because I actually do admit it, and it is true. But Ricky over there, yeah, he needs some help actually with the stroller this morning, which is why I was a little bit late for the podcast, so I had to go up and help. But okay, here's the thing. I am. I so here's my idea of us becoming best friends. I think what's going to be a problem with us being friends is that I'm super happy. Oh, a little bit in your face, joyful. And you'll be like, Leah, tone it down. As long. as Are you going to be okay? I just need you to be honest with me and be like, Leah, I just need you to tone it down. Can we set that stage right now in our friendship? But, up? There
1: are, but there are some moments where you want to be around people like that. Here's the it's thing. It's true.
0: I agree. I'm so happy you said this. I need that I, in my life. I was telling Father Michael this just last night. He was like, are you excited about the podcast? I go, oh, yeah. He goes, what are you going to talk about? I go, I don't know. I'm just going to make him my best friend because I think that he needs me in his yeah. life. I mean, and vice versa. You've I think mean that. You've
1: obviously seen Inside Out.
0: Oh, yes, I have. So
1: like there's a point where it's like the sad... Whatever her name is. The purple Moby. girl. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. She's Phyllis from The Office.
1: She, Yeah, she's perfect. That was a great cast. So was. But like, she actually needs the other girl. Sadness needs. Sadness. No, her name's not Sadness, isn't? Joy. Is her name Sadness? That's sure. That's so
0: frumpy. Is it? It is. See, they're telling me. Really? They know.
1: Don't name your kid that.
0: Another thing. You need to trust your best friend over here. I know a well, few things. At some I po- know a few things. Right,
1: But so also, Joy sometimes needs... To listen to somebody, to, to somebody else that says, reality. No, actually, you it's okay to be upset because then you receive from the other. What I don't like sometimes is like, no, actually, joy is better. Joy, oh, no, I don't, I don't agree better. with It's that. like, no, it can't. It, it's not always, okay? We had a friend, Father Raymond Goronsky, who said, you know, this portrait of the laughing Jesus, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay put that picture in front of somebody who has bone cancer and let them know if if they actually are consoled by that. But at the same time, like there is a moment of your life where you have to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. But there can also be cross-pollination where you have to weep with those who experience joy and have joy with those who weep. And Mm -hmm. it's not just find the people that actually feed you. Weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those. No, you need one another.
0: Right. It it plays off everything. It all just kind of works together. What do you
1: think? As long as I, as long as I trust you, Father, I mean, these guys know me very well. As long as I, if I actually trust you, then I'll let you in. But you got to spend a long time knocking at the door before I let you in. But See, you've already, you already came in through the back door because you know Father Michael. I would never have gone on this podcast without Father Michael.
0: Oh, let me tell you something. I know. I know your frustration with being on this podcast. You. You. What? You uh-huh. like to make fun of me. No. Yes, you do. Don't lie to me. Let's I'm, not start out our friendship line. I may, have that's, I may not, have. that's not fair. I may have done a few impressions. You have done impressions of me. Yes. You've done impressions of me. Yes. In a California Valley girl voice. Yes. And you've gotten the name of my podcast wrong. What? Yep. What did I call it? It's called the Do Something Beautiful podcast. But you said, um, "What's go on, like the Do Something Beautiful podcast for God? Like, just be a beautiful for oh. God, because I need trolls."
1: Yes. Yes. But, but Father Michael has also re- tried to record me when I've done like. I mean, amazing impressions. But then I know he's going to send it to you. So I shut it down.
0: All right. I understand. I think this would be a fabulous time for you to do one of those. Now, one of your best ones, the best impression that you can do of Leah Darrow. Do something beautiful. podcast. I can't be put on the spotlight. Why? Because we need to earn trust together. Okay.
1: Um, Can we just keep talking and then eventually I'll just break into
0: character? Okay. yes, we'll keep talking. We'll break into character. What can I ask? Can I ask you some questions? Yes. yeah, Sure. Sure. Okay.
1: So, what what is the one thing that you uh, love about going to seat conference? About going to a seat conference? Yeah, because this is this is like your fourth or fifth one, right? You've spoken at a number of them.
0: I've been speaking at seat conferences since I think two thousand nine or two
1: thousand eleven. Wow. And like, yeah. what's your favorite memory? It's not just being on stage. Being no, no, on no. stage is terrifying.
0: No, it is. It is. I almost puked last night.
1: I was actually wearing Elizabeth Arden sunflower. That's the reason why she almost puked.
0: <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that. That There good. you go. Okay. Uh, I, what I like most is the time after my talks when I get to stand and receive people and yeah. I get to hear their hearts and hear them connect. And I had a good spiritual director a, a long time ago tell me that during those moments when you're receiving people and they're sharing their heart with you because they've connected with a piece of humanity that you have and experience maybe he's like he was trying to help me just make sure i'm practicing humility constantly which obviously i need tons of help in but he just said in each one of those encounters as you're looking at them like pay attention to them look at them in the eyes listen intently don't pay attention to anything or anybody else and in every moment that you can speak to jesus as you look into their eyes and just say thank you jesus for this gift of life Mm. i praise you jesus for what you're doing in their life and then pray for them as you know you're speaking, and that was a long time ago. As given that advice, and praise be to God, I've been able to do that. And so my favorite time, my favorite moment of speaking is I'm trying to like just get through the talk in a sense to like be able to be with the people afterwards and receive them. Right. And so I know that God's given me a message. Praise be to God for the fact that He gives me an opportunity to share that message in the ways that He's He's offered. But I love the after part where I get to stand and I get to talk to people and I get to hear their lives and where they're from and what they've been through, how Christ is working in their life. Or maybe if they want to pray, then we can pray together. That's my favorite part. That was, I mean, it's my favorite part. I would imagine that if I was a guy and if I was called to be a priest, confession would be my favorite thing of all times. It would just be like, I would just want to be there all day long. I don't know if the we practical applications, yeah. right? Yeah, if I if I was a man, if, we're, if, I was a if
1: women were priests, I think confession would be their their best thing. The problem would be like confession lines would be like three days long, and we would just we, talk way like, too like, much. Are you serious? You did that? Why would he do that to you? Why would he? Why would he say that to you? That is such garbage. Do
0: okay, you think we would really do that.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, like guys can guys Ricky could move through a line in like fifteen minutes, twenty people. How long? Easy. Yeah. It would take you 15 people, like till 245 in the morning.
0: I was only here till 1 a.m. last night. She
1: was here till 1 a.m. And only she, and she looks that good. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So I would agree. Okay. Like yes. meeting persons is far greater than giving a talk because the talk is the vehicle by which you meet the yeah, person. Exactly. That's great.
0: I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? If I could just be on stage, be like Hey, my name's Lee. I'll be over here if you want to talk to me. But it typically doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah. You got to go through the agony before you get to that. My, one of my favorite moments is actually greeting people after mass because everything's done. Like you can't do anything more like go in peace. But then you get to hear about what's going on in their lives. And it's just like, you know, like you reach out and, you know, grab I have a question grab for you kid. about
0: this. I have a priest question. Can you explain to me what that whole thing is? Because I feel like you guys are like at a wedding. After every single Sunday mass. Right, right, right. And I get it a whole like, yeah, you know, the Eucharistic Feast. But then you have this receiving line and you have all these people who are like trying to get through. And then other people are waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. Can you give some advice to the lady to keep it short? and move on or should you tell people no bear your heart and do all things it's fine what do you cuz it, it kind of feels like it's, it's almost true. like a confessional again and i'm like listen get in the box if you want to talk about that stuff i don't need to hear about you know you and uncle fran it is kind of funny
1: yeah cuz sometimes they say things like outside and i'm just like
0: whoa 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 let's just right. let's just lower our voices a little bit
1: or it's like i'll be like hey so how was your week oh timmy has hand and foot disease <laughs> and i'm like holding timmy and i'm like oh that's great. So
0: thank you. Yeah. Foot yeah.
1: handed foot, foot and mouth, something like that. Anyways. I uh,
0: wasn't even gonna go there yeah, with it, so it's not a big deal. It's
1: it's their moment. It's their moment, and I really let them dictate unless it's like there is a huge line forming, and I gotta I gotta shut it down and do like the two minute conversation. But it it's it's actually super for me, that's when my sanguine comes out. But if I stay out there too long, then my melancholy comes out, and then it's just like what? What do you want?
0: So when your melancholic comes out, it's like this short. Well, it's low like low patience.
1: I'm terrified because you're going to dump too much information on me, and you and just can't. Yeah, and you're it's like I'm, a, I'm an overload. Yeah, I'm exactly. Full.
0: So how do you decompress? So, but what I mean, just can do? I just
1: give the advice? Like sometimes people don't go see the priests because they say you have way too many people around you, and it's like, but I actually want to get to know you, and if you don't come up, then it's just like the regular Joes. And
0: what should we say? Sometimes I feel like, hi, father, happy Sunday. See you later. Is that okay? Or should we say something else?
1: What do you want prayer for? I mean, I, I like that when people come up and they're like, father, like, could you, would you mind praying for us this week? Or, you know, maybe go like every other week or every three weeks and just say, Hey, we just wanted to thank you. And maybe you mean that like, right. But you don't have to tell him every week, you know, he doesn't just need to be petted like a cat. It's just like, hey, we're in this together. Thanks again. Right. you know. Right. Jason Everett uh, went to Cabrini. And when I would see Jason Everett at mass, I was like, I got to bring my A game. This guy's amazing. You know, but then he's see, the gold standard of chastity talks. Kind of. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: And, and seeing seeing him, I'm like, I love the fact that I'm able to minister to him. And then I'm in turn ministered to because he not only does he speak to my heart, but he speaks to countless other people's hearts. So that whenever he would come up to me after mass with his family, I would just be like, dude, thanks again for coming to mass. Really appreciate it. Because just as easily, it's like, yeah, we kind of do our own thing. And
0: right, right. No We're colleagues. Right.
1: That's so awkward. Um, I tried to be fangirl with Fiv- Philip Rivers. Have you ever met Philip Rivers? I have. You have.
0: I used to live in San Diego. It's
1: pronounced Diago, but uh, yeah, um, San Diego with. Um, yeah, I tried to meet him. I said mass for the Chargers. You tried to meet him? Yeah. I Did you meet him? I volunteered to say mass for the Chargers just like, so I hey, could meet Philip Rivers. Yeah, he didn't come.
0: But He didn't uh, come to mass.
1: But if Philip Rivers was my parishioner, I would not expect him to come up to me every single week. I would like that because I like Philip Rivers. However, I would just say, you know, every three weeks, you know, but don't abandon the priest just because there's a line.
0: Okay. All right. I mean,
1: you're going to, you're going to leave them on an Island with the 80 year old ladies that want to talk about, you know, their digestive issues.
0: Right. That's typically what happens. I just try to get through, or sometimes I'll just, if I have to leave with my kids, I'm just like waving. I'm like, father, or I'll just interrupt. "Eh," I know I'm one of those people. I'm like, I'll like put my hand on his shoulder. I'm like, Hey, listen. Thanks so much. Great sermon. See you next Sunday. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good to know. Okay. Do you, do
1: you have any idea who I am? Okay. Bye.
0: Do you, do you know me? No, I never discussed. What's weird. Um, okay. So, did you have another question? You said you had a couple questions.
1: That was. Or can f- I keep going? You can. If I remember it, I'll try. All
0: right. Do you want to imitate me now? Are we, are we at that level of comfort that you're I, going? I to really
1: can't be po- I can't. Me? I'll try to think of it, but I can't be put on the spot. It's the moment.
0: Oh, I'm not. My a, gosh! Yeah, I'm a
1: diva. I know.
0: You are suck it up, father. Come on, just do it.
1: Yeah, I can't. Come
0: on, really? You're not going to do it. You're not going to try to do it.
1: I can't even remember. You kind you're of yelling at me. me. Is this happening
0: right no, now? No, I'm not yelling at you. Ricky says Ricky, it all the time. Ricky. I'm not yelling. <laughs> I'm just a passionate woman and I have a microphone. So it sounds like I'm yelling, but I'm not yelling.
1: I think she actually turned your volume up more in my headphones just so it sounds like I'm getting screamed at.
0: (laughs) I don't mean to. I really don't know if I'm
1: yelling or not. Oh, by the way. So the reason why I called it something beautiful for God is because I love Mother Teresa. And that's what I thought you actually. uh, It's based off
0: of Mother Teresa. But the title of the podcast is do something beautiful. Based off of her quote, which you were saying, go. On. But I was just being technical, right?
1: So that's why I would. That's why I would imitate it. But I didn't. I didn't want to be. So then, I, okay, I would just say. So Father Michael, he comes home late. He eats his dinner at like what, like ten forty-five at night?
0: I don't know. He's weird. He's he has like,
1: like three vampire. nuts and two berries, and uh, I know he's like
0: a vampire. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah.
1: So then he comes home, and then I've got to entertain him because you know he's had a long day or whatever. So then I'll just like flip my hair, which I can't do right now because. I've got product in, and <laughs> product and I, I'm wearing. Do you actually wearing, use
0: product? You do. Oh, I yeah. see. That. Oh yeah,
1: it's it's great. I actually don't even do know you it, use so. dry shampoo. I don't know what that is.
0: It's, it's a dry. It's a spray. So, and you spray it on your hair, like when you're like when you might need to wash your hair.
1: Go on,
0: but you don't want to go through the whole process. Of washing your hair and getting it wet and putting product in, so you put in a little bit of dry shampoo. You kind of rub it into your scalp, and it kind of just gives you a little fresh look.
1: I've put antiperspirant in my hair just to, you know, freshen for up for
0: fun. No, did like, you really? Yeah,
1: camping trips or whatever else. Like you got to... okay, Because you know,
0: camping. Camping. There's no like no rules to things with hy- hygiene and camping. You to do whatever you need to. Yeah, do Yeah, no, to no dry
1: shampoo. Anyway, so I would flip my, I'd flip, flip my hair. hair, and I would just like, hi, welcome to uh, something beautiful. Forgot I am of course Leah Darrow. And uh, it's so nice to have you on, Father Michael. Um, How long have you been here at this house? Oh, that's great. Uh, I had a wonderful day. I just want to tell you about it. And then by then, he usually starts to get out his phone. And I'm just like, I know exactly what you're doing. And I just shut it down.
0: He is not subtle. Yeah, he's not. I love him, but you are not. You would never. You would be a terrible police officer or spy. Yeah, you're not. You're You're, just. You're like one of those
1: pure hearted people. I know.
0: You're too pure and genuine. Yeah. Like, golly, father, no. You can never send him on a mission. But the the
1: more I listen to somebody, the more I start a file on them. Yeah. So if you really want to, if you want, I I can develop an impression. It'll just take about, I'll have to listen to five episodes and then I'll get your ticks. Everybody's got ticks. Everybody's got their like, their, I feel like you really enjoy were, this. I feel oh, I like you it.
0: really enjoy picking people apart and being like, "I'd like to break them down, kind maybe of. build them halfway up, and then use the rest for you know some good material." You're pretty good
1: at it too. Like it, within like five minutes, I had to confess to like being you know like from a divorced family and depressed <laughs> three quarters of the time because I'm melancholic. So, anyways,
0: well, okay, you remind me a little bit of the uh, comedian Seth Goat. Seth uh, Rogan Rogan. Excuse me. Thank you. And.
1: You, <laughs> Your... Can I tell you a story about that? Do you know him? I was on no. I was on a subway in um uh no. I was on the L in Chicago yeah. and this huge uh cop comes up to me and she goes, Honey, you know you look like one of those movie stars and I was like, Justin Timberlake and she goes, No, oh, no,
0: honey, you look
1: like Seth Rogan and I was like, Thank you. I get that all the time.
0: Are you now do you like to do impressions? Oh yeah. You're you're pretty that was pretty good of whoever that was you just made yeah. up.
1: Oh yeah. See that you gotta have your repertoire.
0: I agree. Now, so listen, that's
1: why I need to keep listening to you. I so then eventually I develop my Leodero voice.
0: So right now your default Leodero voice is California Valley Girl. Kind of, but it needs who's to have very a, vapid and uh
1: Yeah, self-centered.
0: Self-centered vein. Right.
1: So we need to develop a little more. So, you know, I'll just listen to a few few podcasts. I just want
0: you to be aware of the fact that I'm still willing to be your best friend. Well, just because I have an impression
1: though. of you doesn't mean that you're not my best friend.
0: Well, I'm just letting you know that with all the things you've just said about me, I'm still open to friendship with you.
1: I didn't say that that is you. See, the, mm. see, this is the problem with impressions. You asked mm. for it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play this I'm game. You saying, put yourself I'm not in timeout.
0: No, 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 no. I'm not. You can't ask you me to do that. an impression. that get it comes, mad. It comes from somewhere. It comes from somewhere. Right. Okay. True. So maybe it's a, Um, Well, maybe I
1: just watched back episodes, America Top Model, and I'll find out the real deal back in the day.
0: Oh, I'll tell you the real deal back in the day. You should watch that. You should watch those back episodes.
1: Are they available? Like Uh, YouTube it or whatever?
0: I don't know. I think they're on.
1: They're they're on. on, They're they're actually on my website, (laughs) (laughs) LeaDaryl.net.
0: .net uses dot net well i mean i mean seriously yeah but you that, are 35 that's my that's what makes it amazing gracious. because
1: you've got it you gotta have little catch lines so that okay
0: did you like jim carrey growing up with all of his impressions
1: not really did he I, bother you well he was i felt like it was just the same character over and over yeah whereas chris farley like he actually had a heart i he did. i don't particularly gravitate towards jim carrey's heart
0: yeah yeah the
1: mask Ace Ventura. It's like it doesn't actually Dumb and
0: Dumber. What about Dumb and Dumber, which is quite different than both of those?
1: My dad, Dave Goble, watched that movie with us, and he laughed a, a few times, but then he got up and walked out at the very end because he was just like, that is the stupidest man I've ever met in my entire life. Because, like, you know, they get the opportunity to put sunscreen on. Right. You know, whatever. And I was like, that's the whole point of the movie. It's it, Dumb it's and called, Dumber. Yeah, it's called he Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't really like it. But did you? No. Um. Yeah, it was a, it was a decent film, but... But again, like impressions to me, like one of my favorite impression artists was actually Groucho Marx. I don't, I, I don't know who that is. This is old school. As a family, we watched this show called Duck Soup. It's great. If you've got kids, it's like amazing slapstick comedy. And um, it's totally clean.
0: Okay. I'll check so, it out. Yep. I want to say it sounds familiar, but I, I can't. Yeah. I can impressions. Say. I don't
1: I don't know, like when I started doing it, but I would just sit in front of the television and mock or mimic people, not mock them, but mimic. Are you sure? Because I. Eventually, it got because, the mockery. Yeah,
0: I so, feel like that. That line blurs. Okay. Not with you, in general, with mimicking and mocking. I think it's quite possible. Yeah, I, I for feel, for I, person. I get
1: really upset when, when people say that I've, that I've hurt their feelings, because I'm like, I don't want to use my humor to actually create pain. Because wanna, you're a
0: pretty sensitive guy.
1: Yeah. So that's the reason why I didn't want to do the impression. Can you see that
0: now? Well, you didn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I just I want to help you break down the walls of who I really am so we can become best friends. Hmm. Yeah, it's
1: that's crazy. What's the goal here? Because you remind me of a girl that I once knew.
0: That you hated. I
1: see your face whenever I, I she I broke your heart.
0: At she you. was terrible. Couldn't she bullied. believe you. all of the things Three into a locker. she
1: put me through. And that's just why I can't get with you.
0: I know. Some friendships are just Anybody? Never meant to happen. Well, I remind Father you Mike, all. Father of Mike, your bullies? No,
1: Father Michael gets really upset whenever I quote uh lyrics to him as actual conversation. And that was Usher. So sorry. Oh, yeah. I, you don't listen I don't, to rap.
0: I don't uh, listen to. Usher. No, but
1: can we go? This is we, we need to wrap this up. But you talked about the 80s before. We're going way back in the conversation. Yeah. Here's the deal. I love the 80s, but I almost made a foolish bet. I said I was willing to get rid of everything from the 90s and just take the 80s.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you
1: know what made me keep the 90s? 90s country. Oh, nineties country.
0: Alan Jackson. Yeah,
1: Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn, Garth Brooks, John Michael Montgomery. Banner decade of country music. That's what I would with mom. Mom, we would listen to country music and watch mom. Mom Mom, and watch WWF, and I'm like, that was amazing times. So, anyways, the nineties do have some great qualities. So, if some people are still holding on to the nineties, I'm with you.
0: Okay, just for the country
1: music. Who's your favorite country artist? Mm. Like from the nineties, Alan Jackson.
0: I like him. He was actually the very first CD that I bought was Alan Jackson. But my favorite country music artist from the 90s is. Oh, and I what's his name? You know the song? He has a lot. Uh, George Strait.
1: Oh, he's the prophet. I know George. We would call him the prophet. Do you know Thomas words?
0: Uh, he's so. he
1: does varsity Catholic for for focus. Okay, we would we would have uh, house meetings whenever I lived in community with him. Yeah, and we would listen to George Strait and reflect on his lyrics.
0: Okay, so your ideal afternoon or late afternoon, early evening, you got nothing to do the yep. next day. Yep. What are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you?
1: One of my favorite pastimes is going to used bookstores. I love going into like places where like. Do you like the smell? I like the adventure thrifting. I like, I mean, I used to like it before it got popular, you know, and then it was just like, yeah,
0: you're the OG thrifter.
1: Oh yeah. I still have one of my favorite shirts that I got there. And, uh, yeah, this was before it got hip to go to salvation army. So yeah, go to an old bookstore and then you buy yourself. I don't really know a lot of people that like doing that with me. So yeah, okay. I'm usually by myself.
0: So on your ideal day.
1: No, 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 no. Just I'm saying like, that's the activity. If other people wanted to come, we went to that place in Portland. That was a lot of fun. What's the name of that? There's a huge I wasn't in Portland with Powell's you, I books. Know. Powell's books in Portland is one of the largest used bookstores in America. Okay. I did not know. And that. we went there. Super fun. I mm-hmm. like playing cards. If it was an afternoon, evening, we didn't have anything. I'd love uh, playing cards, telling stories, having a few drinks.
0: What's your favorite drink?
1: Favorite drink. Right okay. now, it's Negroni's. I'm, I'm I
0: I don't know that. Can you tell me what that is? One
1: part gin, one part sweet vermouth, and one part Campari, which is an Italian bit. Yeah, I know. It's I know excellent. If you come tonight, we're, we're hopefully going to go to a hotel bar or whatever. I'll get you a Negroni. I think you'll enjoy it.
0: I would like that. And then we could solidify our friendship with the cheers and a drink and you can be like Lia, we're, we're
1: taking steps in the right direction like Here's I, the thing. I think girls are much more open to being best friends immediately guys depending on the age or whatever it's kind of what like, do
0: you have to lose father um mm.
1: valuable emotional energy like what if you break my heart like I'm
0: not gonna suck you dry I'm not a vampire I'm gonna help rejuvenate your energy I'm gonna be different I'm gonna listen to you that's the goal I'm going to send you That's funny any, text messages. I'm great. You've gra- already done that. I'm uh, I think already I done actually that. I was did pretty actually. Good.
1: So I when I said not a lot of people make me laugh, that unicorn text was amazing.
0: <laughs> I have so many other poses. I was trying to find the right pose for you to, to of, of the picture. That I wasn't.
1: Have. Oh, I was going to say, did you take that or was that that was an old that was in your library?
0: It was in my library from 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 one week ago. Have people seen that one? No, but I'd be more...
1: Can we post them side by side, the unicorn and then the glamour shot and then people can see it?
0: I'd be happy to do that. Good. I'd be happy to do that. No, I'm
1: definitely open to it. I love meeting new people. I'm nervous to just allow people to just go right into friendship because I take friendship really seriously and I would never want to say to somebody else, you're my friend without the added responsibility of, I want to care for you. I want to be in your life.
0: I understand that, but it just feels so... What? Procedural and like like I have to wait is to really bad? be your friend. Do, do you
1: not like this? Like are girls more like they're more open to being friends with other people? Oh We
0: are amazing all the, people.
1: All the ladies are like, yeah, we We're do like, that all the time. I'm like, yeah, like okay. she's
0: she's nice. Just be your friend. Be your yeah. friend, Father Nathan. Just be be your friend. And um
1: I that's fine. I love going to St. Louis. Do you need so recommendations? That, that, is that where you guys or, go? Isn't that where you live?
0: Uh that's where we live now, yeah. St. Louis.
1: Where are you guys planning on moving?
0: Ricky and I always want to move, but we're in St. Louis.
1: But the next I mean, I'm always looking for whenever I go down to St. Louis, I usually have time to kill because my parents take me down there before my flight, but they take me down early because they don't want to drive and back in the St. dark. And you're a St.
0: Louis Cardinals fan?
1: Absolutely. I'm a
0: huge St. Louis Cardinals oh, fan. Oh, it's going
1: to happen. I was this close from meeting Mike Shannon last year. He's the voice of the Cardinals yeah, I, I on know. KMOX. Well, some people don't know.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. Um, yes. I, yes. and yes, uh, Father, I And
1: I went all the way up to the booth at Bush stadium. And I was outside the door and the lady wouldn't let me in. But I mean, I literally just was a guy that was saying, I want to meet why, Mike Shannon.
0: Like, okay, this is, this is why I should like, why the church should never have women as priests. But I would be like, I was asked to be here. I'm father. So, and so I should have done that. Why not? Yeah. I did. Because maybe God did ask you to be there and it's not technically a lie. True.
1: What I said was, uh, this was the tact that I used on the radio. They say, when you're in town, stop by the booth. Well, I tried. I tried to stop by the booth, but they wouldn't let me. But I said, no, this is what you say on the radio every time. And I, I'd really like to meet Mike Shannon. And they, I got through four different security guards. Oh, you did? It and then, worked? And then uh, there was a uh, this small woman, kind of like Roz yes. from uh, Monsters, Inc. And she was like, yes. who are you? And I was like, um, Father Nathan tried to tr- throw in the priest card. Definitely didn't work. And she said next time. But Mike Shannon called me the next day. So it was super cool. So the next time we're in. called you? Yeah. Amazingly. Because I left my number. She goes, maybe he'll let you up to the booth or whatever. So the next day I got a phone call from, it said, Collinsville, Illinois. I was like, who's in Collinsville? And yeah. then I got got the message. And What did he say? He said, hey, thanks for stopping by the booth. Sorry, it didn't work out. Next time you're in town, let me know and I'll get you up there. So I will bring you. I promise you. Okay.
0: And I need your. Because actually
1: with you, I might have a chance. Yeah. But I I need to be the priest, so Ricky needs to be with you, and it can't be like I'm a priest and then I have this you know like woman next to me.
0: She's um she needs prayers. I'm trying to convert her. Right. She's a woman of the world. No, I'll come down. You know those down to St. Louis. Type. We can
1: hang out. I'm all down for that.
0: I need the support because I'm married to a Cubs fan. I'm a Cards fan. So
1: wow. Yeah. Um, can I introduce you to my brother? Uh, he's going to be here on Saturday. He's married to a Cubs fan as well. And really? It there are certain things it's that. Intense. Yeah. And it was easier when they were worse. Like I think a lot of Cardinals and Cubs fans got together when, and they were able to have happy marriages when the Cubs were bad, Yeah, because it was just one of those things you didn't argue about. But at some point, like, yeah, the Cubs got really, really good. Really good. And then they started chirping.
0: Well, here's my thing with it. I just, it doesn't bother me because we have a dynasty with the, you know, agreed with the St. Louis Cardinals and I just feel like the Cubs are just trying to ride the wave. And listen, great team. Excellent. They're doing really well. Credit where credit's due. However, I was much more, I feel like St. Louis fans are much more kind to the Cubs during the World Series. I was like, listen, I'm rooting for the Cubs. I think it'd be wonderful for them to win. I did.
1: I couldn't. You couldn't? No, it was oh, like, I will. it was like the Totino's pizza rolls. Really? I, yeah.
0: No, does this smell of me just But like, I
1: mean, I'm not married to a Cubs fan, so you would have actually taken joy in the fact that they won because right, it would make Rick
0: Yeah, it, it, he, he was so happy. I mean, he he like his 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 eyes glistened. Nothing more than that. He doesn't really cry, but it, it they but they glistened. It was a beautiful moment yeah. for him. And I was very happy about that. I just feel like sometimes like the Cubs fans, they would never No. Cheer. They couldn't. For the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm like, listen. Yeah, we can,
1: we can. be because we don't have any threat there. Because like I, whenever they start talking to me, I was like, hey, by the way, can I borrow your fingers so you can hold all of my, all world my rings? Scenes? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway so yeah, okay. we're getting there.
0: We're getting there. Our friendship will have to be delayed until you find the time and the space in your heart to trust me. And I want uh, you to know okay. that I will be there for you. I'm going to be there for you when the rain starts to pour. I'm there. I'm showing up. Umbrella over you. Walking with you. I'll be your Mary Poppins. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't you okay, worry. I'm there. I'm I there. A spoonful of sugar. I'm gonna shove it down your throat. I, uh, okay? okay. It's gonna be fabulous. It's gonna be wonderful. We're gonna be best friends. I cannot wait for the next seek, and I just think something special is gonna happen, and we're gonna be here together again. And I'm like,
1: and then you're gonna have my impression. And pretend to be me and I'm going to pretend to be you. And I it'll could. be awesome.
0: I could. i very very, we'll do well like a bizarro
1: it. podcast. It whatever.
0: would be so fun. We'll wear our best eighties gear, Ugh. multiple outfit changes. I
1: tried to go to the thrift store to buy my outfit and it was really difficult. So I, I ended up just going to a costume shop and renting it. But the mm, things that they, the do. things that they have in there, I'm like, these are vintage. They need to be in museums. They should. Folks okay. go to your parents' closets right now and preserve the pieces of Americana. Do you know what the best one
0: is? Go to, if you can, yeah, go to your parents' closet. And if you find a sweatshirt with puffy paint on it, on your mom's. Yes, exactly. On your mom's side.
1: I had one that said, Merry Christmas.
0: Yes. I have one that's just, there's just like these random decorations all over. My mom's got t-shirts and then sweatshirts. They would just (sighs) go to Walmart, get sweatshirts. And then that puffy paint, paint. they would puff paint whole designs. Yeah. It was fabulous. Yep. Okay. That's what we'll do before we wrap up. I like to, with all of my guests, have my guests give my listeners a challenge, and we we normally have a topic. and My topic was just make you my best friend, so you can just give any challenge you want. Wow! For anything,
1: what's your challenge? Let's see here. Gosh, I should have known that there was going to be a final question that I was going to totally, you know, like punt on. The challenge is this: ask your best friend a question about your friendship because sometimes we take for granted the people who are actually in our life right. and we just end up going side by side with them but then if there is something someplace where you can grow mm-hmm. you know you got to give the other person freedom to be able to speak into your life you know that you've already given freedom and access because you've been friends. Mm -hmm. But I would say with friendship, it's one of those things that you shouldn't take for granted and you should examine from time to time. Not like, so why are we friends and where did we come from? But like, Hey, is there anything that we could do together that would make it even better? You know, I love that spouse, roommate, relationship, friendship. Um, Because I've, you know, there's sometimes with the companions, I'm a member of this priestly association, the companions of Christ that we take for granted. The fact that we are together and we need to be challenged to actually go deeper daily.
0: I love that. Um, so that's my right, challenge. And here's here's my last and final question to you: What can we do to make our friendship deeper and make it better between us? Um, what can we do, Father?
1: Uh, after this, after yeah. this, uh, I am
0: sincerely, with all my heart, asking.
1: Yeah, I want to. I want to hear one story that is really enjoyable from junior high because I think those are the most awkward years. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. Yeah, and just like if it's dating, if it's playground stuff, if it's like some boy or some catty relationship, I love that stuff because it is formative because you're not that same person now. Right. But it's it's actually fun to reflect on it.
0: Okay, I'll tell
1: you that story, and then I'll tell you mine after the podcast. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. So happy to be here at Seek with Father Nathan. Thank you for being on. I appreciate you bearing with my intensity and forcing friendship upon you. Thank you for allowing that to happen in this moment. And remember, whatever you do today, Father Nathan, and everyone listening, whatever you do today, make sure you do something beautiful for God. God love you. God bless. We'll talk to you later.
1: Laters.